You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. Alrighty then, welcome back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast. It's the one that you've all been waiting for because it's the lead up to the Champ U Barbecue, which has taken place this weekend. And the entire crew is here. Josh, Eddie, Bob, myself, Carrie Murdoch. Welcome back uh, to another edition of the uh, Unofficial 40 Podcast. And a lot of big stuff brewing uh, this weekend is the Champion Barbecue and uh, Sooners. It's, let's just say, it's the one recruiting weekend that this staff has been working toward uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, since the dead period has been effect basically for about a year. Uh, and this is it. This is the mother load. This is where it all happens. Uh, Josh, let's just start it off. How big is this weekend for Oklahoma in any momentum that they want to build for the 2022 class? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going to start with hoops, so I, I wasn't quite ready to do this yet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we have very no, dramatic. What a ricochet, what a ricochet shot to Porter Moser. <laughs> unbelievable. Let's go. <laughs> no, um, it, it guys, when I came into the week, I thought, oh, this is huge. This is going to be great. But as I started really putting the list together and continuing to add, because Bob, Bob put something on the board yesterday where he said, you know, I keep going through and I'm trying to reconfirm with guys that we had talked to, you know, a month ago, two months ago, and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to the barbecue. And usually you get some cancels there. We're not getting any cancels. And now we're getting all these additions. I mean, there, there's 19 official visitors. And you throw in, I mean, forget forget 2022, where there's 19 officials, and then you've got unofficials from Javante Barnes, Amaria Bohr, Relique Brown, uh, Derek Moore, the big defensive lineman from Maryland, uh, you know, all those guys. If you just focus on 2023, there are three five-stars and three um, ten Rivals 100 members in the class of 2023. That's That's insane. I mean, you know, there are four, I think, is it, let's see, Jalen Hale, Brandon Ennis, Malachi Nelson. There's four members of Rivals' initial top ten in the class of 2023 who will be in Norman this weekend. That That's never, ever happened before. It, it, like, I, I'm always a little leery of overhyping something. I don't think you can overstate this. It's just an unbelievably huge visitor list. And, and, I mean, obviously a lot of eyes going to be on Malachi Nelson, as you mentioned, uh, 2023 quarterback, and his d- decision is coming up July 18th. Uh, from everything that you've gathered, is this just simply a visit for him to confirm that Oklahoma will be his choice eventually? That's what it feels like to me. It feels like something would have to go terribly, terribly wrong for Oklahoma not to be the choice on July 18th. It it feels like Trajan Clemson... <laughs> 
I mean, Clemson seems to have moved to the Arch Manning train. Um, it, it's like everybody knows he just hasn't announced it yet. Now, I, I, I would be I, talking to some people. It wouldn't shock me at all if there's kind of a, a wink and a nod this weekend where we kind of let, you know, oh, you know what the, the plan is. But, I, I, again, I think anybody thinking, oh, maybe he gets swept up and doesn't. No, that, that's not the plan. That's not what's going to happen. He's going to visit on June 18th. He's going to announce on July 18th. What I think gets interesting is his teammate and his, his best buddy, Makai Lemon, the kind of wide receiver athlete that OU is after from Los Alamitos, is also a guy that seems to be very high on Oklahoma. I think USC is very much in his head, and obviously USC is doing some things that, you know, this week landing a big five-star out of Georgia. Um, so they can't be written off, but they've always been very upfront. They want to play together, and it's – I'm usually extremely skeptical of that. Anybody that's listened to me forever knows that. I, I don't – I think the package deals are something great to talk about. They don't actually ever yeah, happen. I think in, I, I think in this case – it's it's better than a 50% chance that that's the way it goes. What I think is going to be interesting is if Nelson is on board as I think he is, can he push Lemon to maybe join him on July 18th? We'll, we'll see. I, I think that's going to be an interesting story to follow. By the way, nice to see you here today, Eddie. Um, nice to see that you're freshly showered, apparently. Showered? I mean, your hair looks magnificent. I haven't taken a shower. Say. I just had a hat on. I just had a hat on this morning. If you're making reference to my cancer scare yesterday, then yes. I didn't want to say that. I went with kidney stones trying to, you know. Luckily, I, I don't think that that's the case. We'll see. I feel better today. I felt. Are you ever going to go to a real doctor and not Eastern medicine? Not Eastern medicine? You said your aunt gave you something yesterday. Was it just Xanax? It was a muscle relaxer. So it was Xanax. Yeah, but. I'm just I'm trying to see figure the, out ways to get uh see the family dealer. Uh I wish. No, it uh I don't know what was going on with my body yesterday. It'd been uh, like over the last couple of days, but I you have to can back we, up. Can we just say that every day about your life though? Somewhat, but I go. pulled a muscle in my back going for a foul a foul ball at the uh softball game a couple week or last week. You trying to get national maximum championship? Effort? Yeah. The girls were given all they, they were, were given all? everything that I they had and I gave everything that I had in the stands. But wouldn't you like to go back to when it was just like eighty nine outside? No, the, those days of old where it was where it wasn't. I like degrees. I like the hot weather. I like sweating. See, sometimes. do you like your clothes just clinging to your God, body? It is pretty oh. miserable outside. That that was a, that same thing happened in Houston. So and it was all about my travel. Like I left Houston and it actually had been pretty mild by May standards. It was you know mid eighties, right. like no big deal. So then I go to Oklahoma, and it's that incredibly mild week in Oklahoma. Eddie and I talked about it that whole week. It's like, wow, this is really nice. It's usually 94, and we're, we're dying. But it was nice that whole week. Then I go on vacation. I'm in Wyoming. It's highs of like 75. It was amazing. And then I come back to Houston literally day one. It's like 95 with a 98% you know, humidity. And you're like, what? This is hell. It, it just all of a sudden it went from really mild to, oh, my God, it's hot again. All right, uh, everybody's going to say, oh, you get you got off track. Uh, we'll get back to uh, Champion Barbecue. Just wanted a little uh, pleasantry, some introductions here at the beginning. I thought I was dying yesterday morning, though. I thought that there was and something wrong. And that's why wrong. we're doing the pot on a Thursday. Those right. But as it turns messages. out... There's no doubt about it. The what? Cryptic messages yesterday. I thought no, I was dying. No question. Uh, 
Oh, you're not a it was big cry wolf guy. Yeah, but I don't think it was cryptic. I think that was Eddie. Eddie basically saying something's wrong with me. I usually don't get too worried, but yesterday I was worried. Now I'm I'm good. I think I was also really tired. It was tired. just a sharp pain in I your kidney. I slept for like 12 hours yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was just like kind of weird. I mean, I still got the... Uh, Maybe you're a long hauler. I still got the heating pad. Oh, wow. Go when Kerry tells me he doesn't feel good, like <laughs> that's, just, I had that's to... a monthly thing. That for is not Eddie, true. I haven't been for... sick in like a long, long time. Like you, are, you're a little sickly. You're a little sickly. Uh, I had a sore Eddie... throat, so I didn't go to the Big Twelve Championship. That's the only thing that I that's happened in the last year and a half. I'll start writing all this down so we can catalog it, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're under. Carrie's hung over a lot. Probably overselling. If, if you want to say Carrie's hung over a lot, that's accurate. <laughs> well, I can only go with what you diagnose. Okay, I don't remember hearing the I'm hungover. So I haven't heard that in a year and a half. So that you know that could, that's that could be lost. Kerry has a lot somewhere. of empty Jameson bottles in his house. I mean, more um, than the average person. I'm that's not going to say. Well. I, we talked collecting. when I was up there. We talked about the the ant killer. We didn't talk about the Jameson bottles. I, I left that part out. But uh, yeah, no, you've got a nice is, collection going. The ant killer is gone. I, it, That's it, amazing. It's been spread on the lawn along with weed and feed. So, oh, your lawn appreciates you. It really does. You didn't see any dandelions out there, did you? <laughs> no, Carrie's front yard looks like a uh, minor league ballpark with all the advertisements out there. Though it's like it's got a. Uh, <laughs> you gotta keep I mean, away the. Roofers, I know. Man. I know. I know. Are those the same people? It's like your neighbors are getting a new roof today. Well, there's been. It's amazing two, that they got all that done today. Uh, they did yesterday. it all yesterday. Like, Incredible. like twenty people showed up and started at seven thirty, and I'd even mind, like, I'm not going to go out there and say, "Hey, wait until I get off the radio at nine o'clock when it's no, going to be a hundred degrees." Just go, and we dealt with it. Like, I can't believe that they got it all done in one day. I can't either. It's amazing. So that was removal and replacement. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Wow, that that is that's that's a day's work right there. That's honest. Those dudes slept good last night, I'm telling you. And they're they probably do. back out at it today. I'm telling you, there's some people over on the roof next door. It's probably the same guys. That's hard work, man. Oh, that I, has to I be did like, that one summer. That has it's to be fun. a top five hardest summer job, being a roofer. In Oklahoma yes, or Texas. absolutely. I, I had a summer job at uh, my sophomore year in college where I worked in Dallas and attics for hours at a time. That like I mean not like at like you literally would have to leave after thirty minutes because I was a it was like it was called I don't know if you guys are familiar it's called mold remediation like you'd get in there and like look for mold spores and you have to do all this whole thing so I was literally in I, I was in protective gear like I had to have yeah, that on because some, suit, yeah yeah and so like you would li- now I'll be honest the company I worked for I I had some affiliation with the ownership so you know the family's sort of child i could only spend about 25 30 minutes up there some of the other employees would spend a lot more in there um and they looked they were much tougher than me i'm not even gonna pretend like i was dying after 20 30 minutes and they'd roll out after like 45 and just want like a drink of water and then they'd go back to it so yeah i'm, I'm happy that the roof is replaced there's still more crap to do unfortunately um but uh i think the worst is behind me of the hailstorm, so, and I got a new Eskridge Lexus out of the deal. I'd say, like, as a whole, that was a net win. That's a win. You got a new car and a new roof. Yeah, I mean, I'm still having to pay. Sure, at least 
10 grand plus for all this crap. No, I don't think it's something that you would want, but I oh, mean, if you're looking to get a new car and a new roof out of it, not a bad situation. Didn't it break any windows? No, I got to get all my storm screens replaced because they're all sh shredded. Yeah, it's summer. You don't need those again until next April. I'm not an open-the-window type of guy. By the way, I've been teasing something for a long time, and I'll give you the option. We can do it now, uh, and Bob Prisbilla might leave the show. Oh, no. Uh, or we can save it. We can go into more camp talk and then come back we'll to it. We'll save it, because I know what you're talking I, about. Yeah, I do, too. Let, let's come back to that. Okay, so here's, here's the next big question about Champion Barbecue. Uh, I know you have been, Josh, you have you have been staunch in your belief that everything is cool with OU and Luther Burden. But yeah. is this weekend I don't is it big or is it just another weekend for Luther and OU who are never going to part ways ever? Well, now, Luther's not coming in this weekend. Wait a minute. Oh. No. Yeah, he's, he's next. Right. I he's, thought he was a possible. Okay. No, I, I mean, I, I, I think that's kind of the deal where eh, if he showed up, no, but nobody's going to be, like, shocked. But that is not the plan. Okay. That, that so, is, okay. Um, no, he, he is – and I, honestly, I like that better. With where his situation is, you can let the whole staff just shower him with attention, make sure it's known how much he's wanted, let that, you know – Guys, he's going to meet Dennis Simmons in person for the first time. That's insane to think about. Yeah. Um, that he's been committed as long as he has. He's the level of recruit he has, and he loves Dennis Simmons. And the two guys have never met before. So uh, I think that could be big. And like I said, that and I've said it on the board. Every time that a certain edit creator on Twitter. <laughs> mentions a five-star it's not luther burden that doesn't mean it's luther burden every single time um now i won't lie luther kind of set people up with the eyeball he thing he pulled this yes. week so i don't really put that one on on the fans too much but uh, you know again just let, uh, the, man, people, let the man have his clout josh you don't have to take yeah his clout. well Let's steal his clout people have to think about it a little bit why because <laughs> it makes burden josh's coming life in, miserable is why he doesn't like it, that guy getting clout I, it, uh, I mean, because it, it's such a tease. Like it could be anyone. Like so, everybody. It ends up on every message board who has anybody that's affiliated with a five-star recruit. I mean, a Luther Burden, OU, Missouri, Alabama, Ole Miss. They're all like, "Oh, Luther Burden's going to decommit." Like, and it means something different to Josh, all. Josh, what's them. our new motto? Pimp everything. That's our new motto. Fair. No, I. I'm not saying I don't you understand. Can't the hate logic someone for pimping everything. I understand his logic completely. Is that known like, as the I L.J. Moore rule? <laughs> Not that kind of pimping. <laughs> that's that's pimp everyone. That's, that's, that's pimp every everyone. Yeah. Fair, fair pimp, enough. Pimp fair every enough. girlfriend. Fair enough. Especially the cheerleaders. Uh, oh God! Uh, so you are determined to just have your life ended by L.J. Moore. Him or Parrish Cobb, whichever one gets out of prison first. Like I, we we, we really should we should write alternate obituaries for Eddie. Like one could be L.J. Moore and one could be Parrish Cobb, you know, and we'll just take guesses on how they they ended him. Passed away peacefully won't be used. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, okay, so so okay, so you, I, I, he I was lost a, my whole track. So Luther Burden, I thought he was a possibility. Yeah. You're saying you don't expect him in. 
what about like in-state guys? I'd say Seth McGowan, but I know he couldn't finish the job. Uh, <laughs> God. All right, I'm done. Uh, so in-state guys, um, you know, obviously it's Jaden Rowe coming down the, the Tulsa Union DB that's already committed. Um, you know, you've got uh, Talon Shetron is coming in as well. But really, I think the one that's maybe the most interesting to me is Luke Haas. And that's because Luke Haas was there yesterday. Yeah. He came in yesterday with his brother, his mother, you know, his family. And that is going to, you know, hang out the next two days and then go right back down I-44 and go back to Norman. I, I think if that isn't a big shining, you know, red light of what's going on there, I don't know what is. Um, I went ahead and put in a, a future cast for him. Uh, yesterday, um, I, I just, I don't know that it's going to happen this weekend. I wouldn't rule it out, but I've talked to some people, you know, close to him, some sources close to the program and even people kind of around Bixby. And I, I just get the feeling that it's maybe when, not if this will happen. Is, is that a, is he an O grow up an OU fan or I, it just, I guess it's, it's, a little surprising just considering, oh, you just hasn't had the best luck at Bixby, but we've talked about this before. They really haven't had a whole lot of opportunities, whether it be the Presley brothers or uh, Bryce Bray. And, that, you know, obviously that didn't work out at Oklahoma State either. Yeah, I, I think. Um, pretty good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That, uh, uh, but anyway. Uh, no, I, 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 he didn't grow up an OU fan. His dad went to Tulsa, played at Tulsa. Like there, there's a Fittler's connection there. Now, do I think between the two in-state schools, he leaned a little bit to, I mean, to the, you know, power five schools? Yeah, I think he had some affinity for Oklahoma. And obviously with what OU's done with, you know, it's tight ends, it's offense in general. I think there's a lot that appeals to him, you know, and they've, and really, you know, for all the people that will sometimes knock OU and what they do in state, they offered him early. They've made it clear he's a priority. They've worked really hard on him. So it's been a, a situation where there's never been any doubt where the kid kind of, oh, I don't, I don't know where I am with OU. It's been very clear. And I think that's something OU in the last few years, frankly, in general has been better about as making those in-state guys, if we offer, we're in. If we don't, we're not. Like they, they don't have all that ambiguity that I think sometimes kind of kind of confused kids in-state where they just didn't know where they stood with OU. All right, Josh, I'm going to flip it because I think there's one that I'm getting that sort of vibe again. That's Jacob Sexton. Is That's... What's, what's, what's sort of going on there? It's a good question, Bob. And I, now I get to like walk back half of what I just said. Um, no, it, it really is. I mean, like there, there is a legitimate question and it's one of the, it's one of the rare times I can say I'm not getting a real clear answer on what's happening there, but I can tell you talking to some, some people that were around Sexton last week, or I get, yeah, it was last weekend in Austin, um, that, there is some concern amongst, you know, those around him, I guess you'd say, if OU's that interested right now. Because it, it, it sounds like the, that there is some concern that his visit's been pushed back a couple of times and that, you know, he – I obviously, he could come to Champ U if he wanted to. It, it's not like that. But it, there hasn't been that big press for him to come in. 
And I wonder if some people are a little bit sore about that. And I, you know, I don't, again, these are things that sometimes come up over the pro, the, you know, the entire process. Part of me wonders if Oklahoma is saying, you know, hey, it's time to either be on board or not. We, you know, they, they've got such a need along the offensive line. Obviously, they feel like they've got a lot to offer an offensive lineman and for an in-state guy to, you know, for Oklahoma to have to work like this, I, I, I think there's probably maybe we're at a breaking point where it's either you're in or you're out and, you know, Oklahoma wants to know. Um, so like I said, that, that's me. And I want to be really clear. That's me kind of reading the tea leaves more than, okay, I've been told this definitively because it's been weirdly a little quiet on his situation. Yeah. I kind of keep expecting clarity and it really hasn't come. So I, I don't think there's any question. Something is happening there, but I don't know that I would say with confidence that I have all the answers right this minute. Okay, so, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Lincoln Riley, usually pretty good about building momentum since he's been the head coach. Uh, Champion Barbecue has been a big part of that. Do you expect him to kind of ask some guys, hey, if you're going to commit, let's make it public. Let's make a big deal out of this. Let's build this momentum because after a recent decommitment, I think, you know, he'd probably like to build some momentum for this recruiting class again. Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I, I, you know, even, you know, when it doesn't, like, you know, the, the whole thing with the 2019 group, when you had, you know, R.J. Henderson and Theo and Trajan Bridges, and that whole thing, and obviously, we can look back now and be like, "Ooh, that didn't go quite the way you know it was all drawn up." But there's no denying positive momentum's good. Like you're getting commitments, that's a good thing. One commitment is more likely to lead to another than no commitments. That that's just, I mean, that these are high school kids. They get caught up in the moment just like anybody else does. Now, if seven guys commit this week, I think you're probably doing great. If four actually end up signing with you, I mean that that's just. That's the nature of recruiting right now. But at the same time, if you get those four, hey, great. So I, I definitely, I mean, if I'm OU, I'm absolutely encouraging guys. If you're thinking about it, let's do it this weekend. Maybe, you know, your buddy from across town or whoever or the guy at your position, we, we can start to, you know, make some moves. And Oklahoma can start to look to some of these 2022 guys and say, hey, man, you know, if this guy commits – we're only going to have one spot, and you're one of three guys. And first come, first serve. So as one commitment happens, it allows Oklahoma to turn up the pressure a little bit on the other guys. Now, they're not a hard sell school. That's not really the way they work. But when you can just be honest and say, look, our numbers say we have room for one, and there's three, and we like all of you equally, that's not pressure. That's just this is what we have. What – I guess that's kind of my next question. And when you're talking about guys that are committing, and I think that, you know, when it's labeled this is the biggest recruiting weekend that Oklahoma's ever put together, I think automatically the fans and, you know, probably myself included would think, well, they're going to get at least a handful of commitments out of it. What is a realist? Is there a number that is a realistic number? Or how would you, I guess, in a way say, like, this is a successful weekend if fill in the blank? From a commitment standpoint, I would say you're hoping for three. That I, I, you know, and I know everybody's wanting to hear like six or seven or eight. To me, that's when you fall into what we were just talking about. You get you're getting some guys there that are just getting swept up in the moment, and that's great. It's like I said, it's better than nothing, but it's 
a, a lot of those situations are going to be guys where you say, okay, great, he committed, and then you're really pretty much even with three or four other schools that he still got to visit. So it's just, you know, guy gets swept up. But I think three, four guys, I think that's absolutely possible. You look at some of the guys on the list, and some of it's going to be about who you get. I mean, let's say Derek Moore, who there's all of a sudden a lot of chatter about, you know, uh, I know a lot of people are suddenly putting in their forecasts and their their crystal balls and all these things for him committing. I think that's one of the top two or three defensive linemen that Oklahoma is in on, and they're in on a lot of good ones. If you get that dude, awesome, great. Like, I mean, it would be hard for me if you landed that guy and almost anyone else on this list, I don't know how you call that anything but a huge success. So, like I said, we'll have to see. But, I mean, in the scoop tomorrow, I'm going to have a list of guys kind of both in 2022 and 23 that I'm really watching that I think are going to be interesting situations. Um, But, yeah, there are, again, the guys, the thing that I can't get over, and Bob talked about the no cancellations, and that's that's crazy. There's not a guy on this list that doesn't hold an OU offer right now. I've never, ever been able to say that. There's usually... I got to list of 30 guys and, you know, 16 or 17 will have an OU offer. That's a great weekend. This is like 35 guys. It's more than that. It's probably like 40 guys. I haven't actually done the full count. And all hold an OU offer. Most of them are four-star or above. I think there is one three-star, maybe. And it's Cameron Williams who has... A ton of potential. He's just a little raw. Uh, no, he and Caden Helms. Caden. Those, yeah. yeah, those are the yep. two, three stars in this list of 40 guys coming. That That's that's crazy. Uh, okay, quickly, Josh, just tell us what happened with Jordan Hudson. Yeah, you know, that's something that had just been rumored for a long time. You kept hearing from Texas sources and, you know, and guys that I, I think are well plugged in, especially in the Dallas area. That, you know, just keep an eye on him. It doesn't, it's not as solid. But when you talk to Jordan, it was like, oh no, Texas, you know, I'd never go there. Joke, blah, 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 blah. And he would say all this stuff. And then you'd turn around and hear that he'd said stuff that was very different to, you know, a reporter based out of Austin. <laughs> it's, and, it's almost like these kids don't like see, like, if they're going to tell the OU guys something and then tell the Texas guys something, it's like, you do realize that everybody talks together and it's all going to be published at some point. Yeah, but well, I mean, there's so many. I know, I get it. I get so it. There's so many slappies out I know, there now that I know. Are as much fans well, as they are. Ruben Owens reporters. is a great example. We'll get to that, I'm sure. But go ahead. Sorry, I cut you and off. And you get all these people no. that are just spending all their time sucking up to kids and they know where their allegiances lie. True. Mm-hmm. So they've well, just Josh, become conditioned to tell people what they think they want to hear. What I did want to ask about Hudson. The thing I kept hearing Sunday, Monday, SMU. Does that make any sense? You know, in a normal world, no. But I mean, this is a this is a school that almost took Savion Bird away from Bill Biedenbow last they year. They do like, it every I, year with the Dallas thing. They just do. They, yep. They get one or two guys. I mean, guys, remember there was a time last year when Kamar Wheaton and SMU was a really hot rumor. Um Saying, you know, and that's another Garland ISD guy. So there are, it's not impossible. And I mean, obviously, you know, SMU can sell, hey, we're going to throw the ball 50 times a game and you, you'd be our number one receiver from pretty much day one. And, you know, they can sell, um, 
the, oh, the, the guy with the Broncos whose name's going to escape me was a really, really good player. Um, you know, James Prochet had a really nice career there at SMU. He was playing in the league. Love that so, guy. I mean, yeah. Oh, he, he was a favorite of mine in high school. Love that guy. But, um, you know, so, I mean, it's not that they don't have anything to sell, but it is very interesting that they kind of keep popping up for, for players that they just frankly don't have any business being able to land. And some of, some of that is, Samples. I mean, uh, right. You know, the Rashad samples. Yeah, his connections in um, in Dallas are pretty much unparalleled. I mean, he knows everybody. He grew up around that. His dad's a legend in the city. Uh, so, I mean, there's all these things that just connect him to everyone and give him. You know, when when a kid won't answer the phone for every other school in the country, he knows the right guy to get that kid on the phone. I know. The, you know, the recruiting coordinator at Garland High's, you know, girlfriend's phone number. Like he has those kind of connections. He can, he can find a way to get the guys he needs to on the phone when other schools just maybe don't. So I, and, and I don't want to like Jordan Hudson, like I don't think there was ever a communication problem with he and OU. I'm just kind of giving an example, but yeah, it's just with Hudson, I, it just felt like. He he was saying all the right things, but everything you heard behind the scenes was, you know, no, this is this is way more open. And I I think for Oklahoma's part, it's a deal where they love Jordan Hudson. They like him a lot. I think he's a really good player. They wouldn't have offered him as early as they did if they didn't feel that way. But at the same time, is he so good that he's worth fighting it out until December? Probably not. So they can go they can go they can go get Andre Green, a Rivals 100 guy. I mean, their fallbacks are ridiculous in this situation. They're they're probably just going to go land another elite, at least Rivals 250 kid, and they'll there. There's all sorts of talk about Evan Stewart right now. Uh, so there is, there's just no concern that OU won't be fine at wide receiver. By the way, uh, you know, one guy coming in is a guy that's been uh, traveling, and that's the thing we haven't talked about. You know, with official visits and unofficial visits now open, kids are going on campuses, people are turning their heads. It's not like it was a year ago. Now, I mean, it's harder to to keep a kid's attention and to keep num- you know stay number one on his list now. Uh, I have to think Relique Brown coming in on unofficial uh, is a very welcome sight for Lincoln Riley right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because he was at USC recently last weekend or middle of the week, something like that. That sounds um, right. So, yeah, I mean, this is huge for OU. I mean, you know, again, guys, another guy that may, may love Lincoln Riley, may love DeMarco Murray, I, he just doesn't have much affiliation with these people. Like, he he's Zoomed with them and done all this stuff. He but was on campus this, last two years ago, if not was more, that, longer. Yeah, that. that's right. That's right. I, I I, I think that I blanked that out because I wasn't there, so it's not actually part of history. Well, neither was Bob. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, wasn't even there, Bob. He can't even. Bob didn't even say it, and I still get upset about it. I think it. Jorts were there, though. <laughs> yeah. Always, always Jorts. <laughs> Jorts never misses. Oh, wow. Um, Except for the early 90s, right? I think mid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Three to five. But, um,. <laughs> anyway, so, I, uh, but now, you know, with, with Relique, yeah, there, there's no question. It's a huge chance for them to kind of cement things because I, all the other schools, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, there's other schools that are going to catch his attention that he has interest in, but USC feels like the threat. Yeah. USC, because, 
you know, everybody knows he, he's got the young child. I mean, the, and he's, you know, seems to be very active in that, that situation. So you, I mean, anybody can understand it. I mean, you know, want to see your kid, want to do all those things. That, that all makes sense. And it's just one of those deals where OU's just got to recruit him to the best of their ability because there's just no way to know how he's going to react to that. I get that all the time. Like, Josh, what do you, what do you think he'll do? Man, I don't have any way to know because you can't know how a human being is going to treat that situation. It's different to every person. So I, I think he knows Oklahoma's the best situation for him, but does that override his personal feelings? I, you don't know, but. Uh, everything he's said and done so far seems to be right. It's kind of like what I say with Luther Burden. There is no doubt that there's reason for concern. It's not that there's nothing going to happen or that this is impossible, but he's handling things in a way that makes you feel like, okay, Oklahoma is still clearly the top choice here. Now, this will be a good chance for DeMarco Murray because when Relic was here the first time, Jay Bolwer was still running backs coach. So this is – Murray's chance to, you know, kind of quiet some critics that think he hasn't been able to do the type of top-level job that's needed at, at that position. And, you know, I mean, it, you know, you think about it, huge weekend for him in general, having him, Gavin Sawchuck, and Javante Barnes. I mean, that's that's what Oklahoma wants their running back, you know, ish class to be because Relique Brown's kind of a, a, a two-position player. They're going to do some different things with him. But, I mean, if you gave OU their class, it'd be Sawchuck, Barnes, and Brown, and they'd be done with anybody that's going to take carries in the in the 2022 class. Who are guys, Josh, that OU really has a chance to make, make up ground on? Maybe guys that don't know a whole lot about OU, that maybe don't know a lot about the coaches. I think one of the interesting ones is Zion Branch, the the kid from Bishop Gorman, the safety that, you know, at one point Oklahoma kind of felt like a leader. I don't I don't know if I would say singularly the leader, but was right there with anybody. And now it's pretty clearly Ohio State has really caught his attention. There's a lot of push in that direction. I know, um, you know, he really enjoyed, uh, you know, a, a recent visit up there. So there is there's a lot there that makes sense. But at the same time, with what Oklahoma has in the secondary and what they are at safety, you know, it feels like they could sell him on, hey, man, you can you can come here and be a guy very early on. So, and I know he was supposed to arrive today, hang out, and then do the official tomorrow or start the official tomorrow. Uh, it, it sounds like Dane Shore is doing the same thing, the big offensive lineman from Alpharetta, uh, Georgia. So there is um, – he's one that sticks out to me. One of the interesting ones is George Fitzpatrick, a guy that nobody's really talked about, big four-star offensive lineman from Colorado. Uh, Oklahoma's, you know, been expecting him to take this visit for a long time. Um, big, long, athletic guy. I mean, there's things there that make sense, but you just don't really know where OU stands with him. Um, but I think, and to kind of go at a little bit at a different angle, the two Texas offensive linemen, Devin Campbell and Cole Hudson, this feels like Oklahoma's shot. If Oklahoma's going to beat Texas for these two guys, which I think most people feel Texas leads for these two, this is their chance. This is the moment to make that possible. Um, Campbell has had repeated chances, you know, even way back, uh, before COVID. There were chances that kind of he might come up, he might come up, and it just never really happened. 
So this is OU's chance to get him on campus, and then hopefully he falls in love enough that you can get him back up for a game week and on an unofficial this fall, and that that's got to be what your hope is. With Cole Hudson, I, it's tight between OU and Texas. It really is. But he loved his Texas visit. Um, it feels like he's getting closer and closer to a decision, and maybe maybe this weekend is the one that kind of, okay, now I'm ready to do whatever it is I'm going to do. So, like I said, there. I mean, you go down the list. There, there's a lot. Miles Pollard, the, the defensive back from Tennessee, got a lot of connections to Michigan, but I think he really likes Oklahoma. I think he's really intrigued with what he'll see. He's good buddies with Woody Washington. So there, there's some ability for OU to kind of have a player around him that knows him and will work with him. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, there's just a lot to go over, but there are – there's a bunch – I mean, you know, Eddie asked earlier – as far as kind of a commitment level, what would be a good weekend? I think you come out of this weekend with a lot of guys saying, you know, I'll be back. I want to. I want to do this again. I, I want to. You know, whatever it may be, however they term it, just OU is going to get another visit, or OU has moved into the top group for me. That's what you want to get out of a weekend like this. You just want to build momentum, especially with the young twenty twenty three guys. By the way, uh, this weekend, the Champion Barbecue, uh, we do have a special going on, Soonerscoop.com right now. You can join for free uh, and have a subscription up until uh, basically the start of the season, the end of August. Uh, so if you've been on the fence about subscribing, go do that. Uh, you can get on for free uh, up until the end of August. And uh, like this weekend, Josh, uh, Eddie, myself, Bob, will all be scrambling uh, to get as much info as we can on how things go and through you know whatever Josh gets or, or we get uh, whether it's social or just you know talking to people or uh, people you know people's people uh, we'll be up- updating that throughout the weekend on the website I know uh, guys there's, there's some excitement around possible alumni that could be at this and, and it's kind of one of those things you never know you know you can get people to say yeah I'll, I'll get there and you know when you're a grown man and you got responsibilities, sometimes that doesn't happen, but I'm going to be really interested to see what alumni show up, uh, and kind of what the interactions are with them. Uh, and, and who really can kind of make an impression on some of these kids. Yeah. I've, I've heard some of the names and I mean, it's the who's who, if you will. Yeah. Like, and I think that everybody can kind of put two and two together as basically far as- anyone that's ever been a star for Lincoln and drafted in the first round. Sure. He's They're expected all, all points bulletin come back. Help us out this Including week. a man that could be termed ran the ball all day. That would be big. Let me ask. This is a question that was brought up on the board that I honestly don't know, and I, I think it's worth mentioning. When you bring alumni back for something like this, does OU pay for their flights to come back? I honestly didn't know. Zach was asking on the board, and I I had no idea. I have, I have zero idea. My initial reaction... I don't think there's any... Uh, um, rule against them doing that mm-hmm. i think it's just up to the school up to, yeah did they does the school want to pay 500 bucks for an all uh and i would say trip? absolutely yes yeah and I, yes yes they would no yeah they'd be crazy not to i mean you know you you to, get but, yeah yeah you get malachi nelson coming in and you don't want him hanging out with baker mayfield and kyler murray all weekend or as much as even if they're well, even if they're 10 Hurts. minutes I mean, you get three starting quarterbacks in the NFL. The last three quarterbacks at OU, they're all starters in the NFL to spend time with Malachi Nelson. Sure. You pay for those flights. Yeah, I mean. bump up, well, maybe not Jalen, but I bump up Baker and Kyler to first class. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, maybe maybe Jalen can help Malachi with his run game. I, I don't know. But um, there is uh, – When you have all these no. wide receivers and you want to throw the ball, don't. Use your legs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long he's a starter in Philly. Uh, What's the over-under? Does, does that just feel like – like, Philly's kind of in love with him right now, and by, like, week three, they're going to be like, this son of a bitch. Oh, they will turn on anyone. I mean, yeah, I, I think it, they turned on Joel Embiid last took night. Took half a quarter last night. <laughs> when he missed those two free throws, he was dead to Philly. No doubt about it. I, I just, I didn't know. And I get, that does make a lot of sense. Like, and Dahl made a good point on the board as well. It's like $500, quote-unquote, investment to bring some of those guys back to get two or three kids. It's, it's a no-brainer. Well, you know, you think about, you know, the, and I know people always want OU's athletic budget to be bigger, and that's just par for the course. But, you know, you think about flying a couple of these guys, even first class, you know, to, to Oklahoma City and back. What are we talking about? A thousand dollars? Say you bring in twelve guys, twelve thousand dollars. I mean, I know that's a lot to most of us, but when you have that large of a budget, that's nothing. But the SEC, like, I, that's I, only I, could be huge. In the SEC, be, that's half of a defensive tackle. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if most of those people, I mean, probably not Adrian Peterson, but most of those people would probably say, no, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about sure. it. Sure. Yeah, you sure. should offer. I ain't but, sitting in coach, okay? I'm, well, there's, I, I, I would imagine. Joe's cheap, and he's only going to pay for coach. So I would imagine that there's I'm some of those life. guys that have, uh, you know, I think Baker has one of those endorsement deals with, uh, not NetJet and not the other oh, one. Wheels up. Not Wheels Up, but there's another one out of Austin oh, okay. that I believe, because uh, my sister's used it a couple times. It's basically the same idea. It's like, uh, oh, I can't, I can't remember what the uh, bus is called, but same Eddie's, idea. Eddie's, he's wrangling for private jets for yeah. games this year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Anybody uh, let me know? Yeah. We're all wrangling. I think my RV idea is probably gone with the uh, scoop wrap around it. Oh, t- Tiffany has all of a sudden. I, you know, I've been like Clark Griswold. But Josh since gets I was to keep 25. the RV. Is that what the? Is that where we're headed? That'd be no, okay no, with me. Like she wants. Like all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh, I kind of like the idea of an RV. I've wanted an RV forever. I, I think that's awesome." You I realize totally if we get that. an RV and wrap it, people are just going to beat the shit out of it because we're going to be driving yep. it into enemy territory everywhere. It's good, oh, good, good pub. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get the benefit of having the wrap and driving it around in the place where the fans are at. That's why we have uh, the driver is also a uh, bodyguard type guy. Yeah, the driver well, will oh, be I'm my just... dad. I can tell you that right now. Well, we'll need. I'm to... gonna just take it over to Texas Hill Country. It'll go great. Oh right? yeah, just North yeah. Austin. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Park that thing at Fair Park overnight. Uh, Probably carry the. Uh, I woke up this morning. The RV was on fire. I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Why you buy insurance? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We got a new after RV. the fourth or fifth RV got burnt to toast. That. Probably wouldn't be able to get insurance anymore. I bet there'd be some. That's good. That's just good, simple business for the RV be company. Getting our insurance through the general. As we say, does Ed uh, does Ed have an interest in an RV lot? Could he, could he get that going for us? What is it? Anyway, no. Well, Eddie wanted me to get a minivan. He didn't want. He he Ed Eddie was what willing to screw you over if I were going to get a minivan because that's what he wanted. Yes. Which I love the minivan. I do. We've taken one on a trip. We've, I think we, no, we haven't all been in one. I had some buddies that, uh, at the Turnpike Cup a couple weeks ago that were driving around. They got one of those buses 
And they just drove that around all weekend. Like the Mercedes Benz, like the extended oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bus the, or whatever. The Sprinter. Yeah, the Sprinter van. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Oh, trust me. I if I would love to get us one of those. Those things are sweet. It's like riding in a in a private jet. Yeah, basically. I so. still get sick. You can't tell. <laughs> Come on, Bobby, you can figure out a way to get to the goddamn game on your own, then, because we're going in an RV. That's what happened. It's going to be badass. My idea died as soon as we hired Bob because I knew he could not sit in an enclosed tube, no matter how luxurious it was. By the way, I just love that Bob heard that whole conversation, his first dive, and is like, yeah, I'd still puke. Yeah, Bob's still going to be nauseous and just trying to. breathing as heavy as I can to try to get there and just survive. Bob, this brings me to uh, the Start piece. Start smoking to, cigarettes. You'll be fine. To one of the greatest things that we've ever uh, I, I'm going to say it's one of the greatest things that we've ever come up with on the podcast. Uh, Bob, you I think you will admit this. You have a very unique voice. Is yes. That, have you it's ever met anyone that like? are there other people in Illinois that sound like you? No, I mean... I was only there till I was 11, and now I've been here for almost 20 years. I don't even know what the heck you'd say my voice is at this point. Would it shock you or would it offend you uh, if I said that I have found your identical voice twin? No. I don't, that's fine. Are you curious to hear your voice twin? I'm curious to know who the person is. Not to hear the voice, but to make sure this, this person isn't some It's not a porn loser. star or something, no. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's a very popular internet personality. I don't know if you could say he's not a loser, uh, in the guitar community at least. But he has this web, this web channel on YouTube called Trogley's Guitar Show. He goes by Trogley. It's a very weird story. He's a weird dude. But... I've listened to I I I've watched so much crap on YouTube, but I've been watching this guy for years, and it just dawned on me like he is your voice twin, uh, and let me now this is going to be a guy talking about guitars and music stands and things, uh, so so let me do one thing here real quick, uh, so I I I'm this is done out of love. I just want you to know we're not trying to make fun of you, uh, we're not trying to offend you. Uh, I just think that this is one of the most fascinating things that I've ever come across, uh, that we have found your voice twin on this earth. His name is Trogley. Uh, Here's the first clip. Josh, Eddie, you can tell me if you think this sounds like Bob. And then you take the base and you just screw it around here. Sometimes it's hard to get this one to latch. But once you get it going, it's really easy. Just take your hand and spin it like this. That saves a lot of time. What it's a think? little bit like what do you it. Think, Bob? I thought it was the first bit. one, uh, especially when he cold starts. Like when, like the first few things he'll say, absolutely. Now, once his yes. voice, once he kind of gets going, there are, I lose yeah. it a little bit. There are definitely but, yeah. some similar mannerisms, and I, yeah. I'd have to think that this guy is from the Illinois region, the the Great Lakes area. I don't know. I can't. I can't regionalize it. Uh, like what corner of Illinois he might be from. Uh, but let me, oh, yeah. I feel like the further and Bob, you can correct me, but I feel like the further north you get, the more nasally it gets. Like the further or the closer to Wisconsin that you get, because there is a yeah, distinct difference between like a Wisconsin accent 
and uh, like even Chicago. Okay, here's some more yeah. from here's some more from Trogley. Go ahead and throw this super modern Les Paul on the workbench and take an individual look at its parts and specs. Go ahead and throw this. Um, the beginning, absolutely, and then it kind yep. of tails off where I don't yep. hear me. But the the very first <laughs> hearing few you words two back to each, back each clip. It's, there's yeah. a lot of similarities. <laughs> we there. need to get the guy to uh, come on, and he can like read off some uh, recruiting names. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. And then that way, Stop we'll talking about these GD guitars all the time. That way, we'll know. Here Start we... talking about or, basketball. Here's yeah, though. No, get him to say Porter Moser and see. Here's a little bit more. If he's from Illinois, he may cuss. Here's a little. Oh, what if he drops f bombs indiscriminately? Here's a little more. F and Porter Moser. Here's a little more. Let's make sense out of these pickups. I didn't know what I was really getting into, but it's actually a pretty that simple was probably system. about so it's just your regular pickups in here. They're humbuckers, but they don't have rings. So instead of the legs normally facing outwards for the rings to go into, they face inward. That was the most for sure to me. <laughs> that that sounded a lot like Bob there for a while. <laughs> I mean, the laughs are kind of similar, but it, it's there's like the syncopation. <laughs> it's just guy. that sounds exactly like him right there. What you just said. <laughs> okay, here one last one. One last one. Oh, we're really kind of scared to release this thing out to the public because it's either people are gonna love it or it's gonna be a bad, bad thing. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty pretty close. <laughs> that's the, it's the anything that, that starts with like a. Off. <laughs> With like the P's or B's, like the p p <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you're not offended because I was so worried. Like I've taken, I've, no. I've, I've, I've decided. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're not gonna do this. I don't want to piss off Bob, but I'm glad you're not offended, and I'm glad you think there is some similarities there. There is the inflection on certain words for sure. Okay, okay. So there you go. There's Bob's voice twin. Trogley's guitar show i think it is i don't know t-r-o-g-l-y you can go look him up on youtube but yeah we need to get him talking about uh college hoops and a little recruiting okay so anyway you know what we actually got all three of us were on a football field at the same time recently uh really enjoyed it uh went out took some pics we saw uh, maybe the next Malachi Nelson and Jaden Davis uh, throw a football around. Looked really good. Kid can spin it. Uh, and but the the star of the show was the Swede. Yeah, Absolutely. Theo. Theodore Malin Orstrom. Orstrom. That's how I would. Yeah, Bob. That's how I would say it. Does he not have a little bit of a Hannes Pola look to him? Oh, oh yeah, boy. Did he not look exactly like Hannes? I didn't even okay, think I'm about officially that. off. I'm off the train needs, now. I, I'm needs, out. But he has much better hands than Hannes. Oh, no doubt but about Hannes it. Hannes was from Poland, though, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Finland. 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 Okay. Yeah. So similar. I just don't yeah, get all I'm the. Watching, I don't get all the oh, Thor jokes. I have no idea. Well, I mean, well, it, that's it, his name has th and or I mean, and Sweden. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess they're all the Norse countries: Finland, yeah. Sweden. Netherlands, Denmark, Denmark, yeah. Denmark. Uh, yeah, right. mm -hmm. is the Netherlands? Yeah, I guess that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. About like Greenland, um, the Vikings come from Greenland, or just Bjorks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I mean, Thor's from Asgard. It's a fictional place. 
But he's a well, Viking. Yeah. But they is all he a Viking, like they though, really? that, He was like their god. Yeah, he's a he's more of a god than he is a Viking. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, they they adopted him, I, I guess you'd say. They were they were his he was their sponsor. <laughs> okay, we got to stop with the Marvel talk. It's over. Uh no, but I mean he was really impressive, uh, Theodore. I mean, you know, I went out there and I'm watching these guys and there's a guy that's bigger than everybody else, kind of like uh, Simmons at offensive line. Yeah. Uh, and, yep. you know, you just see him and you see him do more. And I actually left before the one-on-one started, but that was when he really started to shine. And, Eddie, I know you were just blown away by, by just how good he was. Yeah, and I only saw, like, probably four reps from him you were over there the entire because i was over with the offensive line defensive line stuff watching hero and uh lucas simmons who obviously got an offer as well but bob you were over there for theo and I, you I, didn't you say that you thought it was maybe one of the best single day camp performances that you've ever seen yeah just the, the diversity and the routes that he was running the the way he didn't matter where the ball was thrown he was gonna bring it down I, I he just he felt like almost like a robot like he was created in a lab and now he's here in america to destroy everything <laughs> college football. i don't i i kind of want to talk to him like does he speak english i, I guess th- i think all those kids they i they have to speak some english because i i heard them talking english to each other uh like just amongst each other probably speaks better english than my roofers yesterday Probably speaks better English than me, to be honest. Than most of us. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's be real. It is kind of interesting, like just how that whole thing goes. Like, are they just touring the country, going well, to yeah, camps? He's been to Ohio they State. Really he's been to Alabama. Yeah, just, what a unique opportunity. Wherever, wherever they've gone, they've picked up offers, which is another amazing thing. It hasn't mattered. I just want to know when he Bama, plays. State, when he matter. plays football, does it look like? Us scouting Ronnell Lewis playing football when he was in high school. I don't know what their like high school quote unquote situation is. Do they have you seen any tape of him, Josh? I I am actually trying to. I, I've I've found it. I'm looking it up. I'm wanting to see what they what they have available. Um, I haven't really, to be perfectly honest. I watched the the tape from from camp and uh-huh. then kind of. Got involved with that. Um, no, I mean, he's definitely bigger and faster than the kids around him, but that's certainly not unusual for a high-level recruit. Um, but there's, I mean, like, I'm watching the tape. Like, there's not, it's not a bunch of little kids. I mean, because that's the thing that people don't think about. Not every high school is playing football. Or, like, even if it's for their high school. Like, sometimes it's just club teams and stuff over there. So you're getting the best guys from Stockholm all on one team. Right. Well, okay, yeah. like, you get enough high school kids together that age, there's, there's going to be some good-looking athletes. Um, so, like I said, I, it's not that they're all going to be high-level recruits or anything, but, you know, it, it's it's more of like an all-star team from that area in a lot of cases than actually like a, this is our 25, 30, 40-man roster. Well, and it's, I mean, just, who is... Who is our greatest international football, college football player that's not a kicker? Jesse Palmer. No, not from Canada. Canada doesn't count. Hmm. Wow. 
I want to say Tom Wart just to be funny, but I mean, but he played Texas high school football. He played though. in Texas. Yes. I mean, has there ever been anything like this guy in college football? Oh, I would have to think there has to be, right? I mean, you had that one guy that went to the NFL from like Germany or something that was like a. Tight I'm trying. End. I think the Vikings. You had maybe? Ezekiel Ansa played from. He was from Ghana. He was born and raised in Ghana, and didn't play football until he was in his twenties. I mean, it's Let's like see. I'm not talking like like Chuka and Dulue, who you mm-hmm. know grew up in Nigeria and then transferred and played. High see, that's school what football. I was. That's what I was wondering. Is there what's the distinction here? Because I, mean, I would imagine that Theo ends up playing high school ball in the states at some point. You think states. so? Like IMG or something? Yeah. I don't know. I. I just would imagine that that is – I wouldn't imagine that he finishes a senior season in Sweden and then comes over. I don't know. But, of course, you know, like Chuka was a soccer player. Sure. Until he came to America. Uh, there's a number, well, couple of Australians. Christian Okoye was from obviously from Nigeria. Right. He, he ran he, track and field at Azusa Pacific before he went out and tried out for football at 23. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't, he didn't really play football before college. So, I mean, I guess that would... Emmanuel Ogba's from Nigeria. He's another one. Danielle Hunter. Did you guys know South, uh, Heinz Ward was not born in the United States? Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Sewell? Sal? South, Seoul, That's South, not Korea. South Korea. Oh, is it South Korea? Uh huh. Yeah, oh, okay. he's part yeah. Asian. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah, and then of course you this know is, you've got Sebastian the, Janikowski. This, yeah, this is exciting. This is the portion of the podcast we always seem to have, which is library time. It's like yeah, we're all, we're all just reading simultaneously. <laughs> the St. Browns are technically, I guess, from Germany or half German. Oh, I see. Yeah, because their moms. I'm on Saint. Rama, I didn't realize Rama, that either. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. There we go. Ezekiel. Which is why it's, it's interesting with Lucas Simmons because we now know that his father was an offensive lineman during the John Blake era at OU. So I'm very curious how he got hooked up with this, in, this international flavor that's been going on. That's one of those things. Do you think he sees that as a positive or a negative time in his life, his father? Like, you wonder if he's like, my memories go, you <laughs> aren't what everybody else is. Yeah, exactly. Aish. I mean, that, I don't think, was... like, you know, it's like, I don't think Justin Fuente or Steven Alexander are embarrassed that they played football at OU. They're probably kind of proud of yeah, it. Yeah, Kelly Gregg for the same sure. matter. Yeah. He's extreme. He always talks about, like, how much fun that they had. It just yeah. sucked that they were not a good football yeah. team. It's crazy how many, like, pretty damn good football players were in that era at the same time that they were just not a very good football team. Um, Kelly Gregg, Martin Chase, Cedric Jones. I mean, you, you I mean go Cedric the Jones was a first-round draft pick. He was a top five. He was yeah. number five overall. People, you know, it, I, I think prior to Gerald, he might have been the la- the last first-round defensive lineman taken uh, from Oklahoma. I mean, the, you know, the, before McCoy, the people that watched him on Parker know that he was one of the greatest running backs to ever played Oklahoma, but he's not seen that way because of the era he played in. Yep. I mean, DeMond Parker going up against Ricky Williams is one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen in person in the Red River shootout. 
I think of that one, and I think of the San Diego State game when he had like yeah, yeah. three touchdowns of like forty yards or more called back on penalties. He just that that team around it was just him and not a lot else. He he, he had a lot of trouble. So, um, I mean, I guess we it kind of leads into this but, week because it's been a big week for guys like a Micah Tease who was Micah offered Tease by OU offered, yeah. after camping. Uh, you he know, Josh, we talked about him, what, two weeks ago after we saw him during the spring uh, up at Booker T. I, I do think that that's kind of an interesting offer just for the fact that, I don't know, it sometimes for the, for kids like that, it seems like it's only a matter of time before he pulls the trigger. And it was, I mean, they, they worked him at DB the entire time. Uh, right. And, and, and that was something that Kale Gundy stressed. Right. I don't, he goes, we don't have enough time for you to go back and forth. So pick a spot that you think you're going to play in college. And I I actually like that instead of seeing guys bounce around. And it was like even Lincoln spot. Riley kind of ushered him over there. He's like, okay. And he stood there and he watched him for a while while his, you know, he had quarterbacks warming up across the, the way. Like, and Lincoln Riley spent time watching Mike Tease. And there was another offer out of that group um, as well, Josh. The uh, the defensive back, uh, Rubel, is, it's something, it's hyphenated. Jordan it's Rubel. Johnson. Rubel, Rubel. yeah, I, I was gonna say it's so bad because I like some of these kids. Like I, I, I mean, I literally have talked to him in the last two days, and I'm like, I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm gonna butcher his name. Um, but yeah, the 2024 kid out of Fort Worth Brewer, uh, that is now also home to Bear Alexander. Um, which, I mean, that's a culture change from Denton Ryan. But um, there are, uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like that was one of the stronger groups, and guys. If you would have told me at the beginning of May that OU was going to have offered Micah Tease, I don't think I would have believed you. I don't think I would have thought that was remotely possible. But well, his big brother was out there making sure he was he was getting looked at. <laughs> he too. sure was. Yeah. When when we saw him that week when we were around Oklahoma and finally saw him work at defensive back, it just changed right. every everything it, it, about the way I looked at Micah Tease. It well, and I'll say this, so Josh. Different. I'll say this too, Josh. Like. And I commented to, I think Bob, I don't know if I commented to Eddie, but like when you looked at the, that was the Elite One camp. So it was a first, it was an invite camp. And there was not a single five foot nine, four, 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 five guy out there. Everyone in that camp was long and all the DBs were long. And Micah Tease, I mean, he was just as long as anybody else at camp. And I think that's what Alex Grinch probably wanted to see because I mean, I don't know how much more we can talk about this. We've hammered it home time and time again. He wants length in, in all positions. I mean, like, I watched that Danny Stutzman video workout. I'm like, holy shit, that dude is huge. Like, and he's he's thick. Like, it's like everyone in this program is big now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, th there's, there's no lip service about this. They know what they want. They're not going to waste time on other guys. You know, we, now we're like Brown is, you know, he's runs four, three. So that's different. So, I mean, well, and, and he's on offense. I mean, yeah. the, the, it's not the, it's not the same deal. They, I now, and I also think once they get what they want established, I think they'll be more comfortable saying, okay, maybe that kid's an inch shorter than we want, but he really matches up with everything else. And guys, a perfect example. And I'm going to have some on this in, um, scoop this week is Jaden Scarlett. A uh, guy we saw at the Rivals camp, a guy we, you know, Eddie and I saw at Under Armour. This is a guy that's six foot one and a half, six two, um, probably six foot one, if I'm being honest. Um, 
and about 260 pounds. But guys, when he moves around, I'm not, I am real hesitant to say this name, but there are people that say things like Aaron Donald. Like, and I'm not saying he's going to be that level of player. I hate to put that comparison, but that's like his athleticism is so elite. They're willing to say, we don't, we don't care. We don't care that he's not six foot four. Six foot four guys can't move like he moves. And so there is, like, people kind of think, oh, you know, oh, this is, you know, a secondary guy. No, this is a guy OU wants. I mean, he really, from everything I've gathered, impressed the hell out of everybody at the SMU camp and is a guy that Oklahoma is very excited, switched his visit midweek from an unofficial to official. Um, so, like I said, th- th- there are certain guys they're willing to make that allowance for, but most of the time, you know, they, they're, like I said, there's no lip service being paid. They know what they want. Uh, I think we're running up against something here with uh, Bob, and I want to get to there's been some hoop news this week, uh, and we can go back in to finish up recruiting. Yeah, because I did have a question about Gabe Dindy and his venture to Norman this past week. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but sure. Bob, before you have to uh, leave us, um, give us an update. Uh, OU uh, does end up signing. They they lose someone to the portal, but they end up uh, signing someone new this week. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Johnson committed a couple weeks ago, and it's just been the trend where they haven't announced that signing right after the kid makes his commitment. So it took a couple weeks from now. Marvin Johnson is officially in the fold. Rick Asanza announced that he's going to be in the portal, which I found a little interesting just based on the tweet yesterday from OU Basketball that showed video of their uh, practices together. Asanza is there dunking the ball. A quote tweet from Porter Moser this morning saying, first week with the entire team. And so you're sort of wondering, you know, is Asanza in the portal? Is he really looking around? Is he gonna follow his girlfriend where you know wherever she wants you know whatever she wants to do being the number one pick of the draft this last spring but i you only have a couple weeks to figure out if you're gonna really fill that uh roster spot scholarship for an immediate eligible kid and i I don't know if you're gonna find someone this late in the game that can actually make a difference so my first thought without having it confirmed is that they'll stash that away for 2022 and they'll go with the guys that they've got now. And they are all officially there. And you can tell Moser's just very excited to finally have that group all together. And so just working with those three or four guys like it was during the, the first month of the job. Who's his girlfriend? Charlie Collier, the Texas girl. Really? She's number the number one, one pick in the WNBA draft? Uh-huh. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Do they pay? So them? I don't. I don't know. Uh, what Texas pay the there. women or the WNBA pay the women? Both. Can you just afford to pick up and be a kept man? I I don't know, but I'm not willing weird. to be canceled on that. I want to do something else. He's in the video. Else. He's Duncan. He's. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Duncan. I had no but idea Porter either. Porter said that the entire team was there in a quote tweet this morning because I've been asking around, like, are they going to try to get that 13th spot? And when you say your entire team is there, I don't know. Eddie, this is why we're a basketball site now. Bob brings stuff that no one knows. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) What just happened? 
Are you running a kennel? I think he hung up. I think and that's why we have a no soliciting sign on our on our door. <laughs> our dogs go nuts. I don't know who's ringing the doorbell, but they should know better. I for sure thought that that had to be Josh. No, it doesn't sound rich enough to be your doorbell, though. My my dogs, my dogs sound big and mean and fierce. They're pansies, but we I can tell that there's not a dog barking in that group more than twenty pounds. There's no way. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like like twenty five. Yep, and yep. Then the, the the other one's like fifteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I we we are a big dog household. We knock children over and are remorseless about it. Josh does everything big: trucks, dogs. It, it's a it's a compensation for is what Hats. I've been told. Mm-hmm. Well, that's inevitable. <laughs> I had to get my dig in there. Um, okay, so anything else on the basketball tip, or we need to go back to uh, Gabe Dindy? I think we should go back to to Gabe. It, it just finally feels like things are set, are settling down, and now it's just a question about whether or not we'll have any access toward like some uh, summer workouts or anything like that. All right, well, uh, OU did uh, host Gabe Dindy recently. Josh, I know you thought it was a really big deal when it happened, so uh, tell us about why it was a big deal. Yeah, you know, obviously with with word leaking out kind of publicly finally last week that his father is taking a job that will be based at a college station. Everybody, oh, this is over. It's, he's going to A&M, blah, blah, That's In a lot of cases, I, I could absolutely see what's happening there, but this visit was big. Not just in being there and being on campus, but just kind of putting some of that to rest. Like, he's not taking that trip if he knows what he's doing. He's just relaxing. And I, I thought it was, you know, seeing, I, I saw some pictures. His dad's walking around with OU gear on. Um, this is, this is a family. That, I mean, it's an OU family. They, they, they went there. It means something to them. Uh, you know, Gabe has told me, you know, long ago that that was kind of the school he always kind of thought of going to play at. So this is, um, or, you know, hoped he would play at, I guess someday, but, um, I talking to people, I, I thought it went very well from everything I've, I've been told. Um, it just sounds like, OU has a really good rapport with his family. Uh, I think Calvin Thibodeau is a really, uh, is a really good fit for, for them. Um, and I, I think, you know, dating back, that's the guy that Dindy has a relationship with. OU has worked hard on him since he was a sophomore. I mean, they've been very actively involved. They've done everything they need to. And I think just going into the weekend, they got to show, or I mean, going into Monday, they got to show him really, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is why you're so important to us. You know, we feel like you can be a guy we build our defense around. I mean, they, they, he's just a great fit for what they want to do. And I, you know, I, like I said, I think it was just more about regaining some of that momentum that I felt like OU's had for him pretty much throughout his recruitment. And now there's obviously a lot of buzz with Texas A&M, but I don't know how much of that is real and how much of that is just people connecting the dots. Well, his dad's taking a job in College Station. It must be it must be A&M. People kind of forget the fact that that suddenly puts him a lot. I mean, his parents can now drive to Norman anytime they want that wasn't possible from lakeland florida so even i mean obviously it'd be easier if he went to college station or went to a&m 
but they can still make that trip up. It's still very reasonable. And I just don't get the impression that this is a family that is going to make their decision based on something like that. Like that, I, I just, that's not how they've operated at any point. Um, I, and I know some people want to say, Oh, this is now it's dirty, blah, blah. This is not a family that would do something like, I'm not saying he didn't get this job from people that have A&M motivations. I'm saying he's not going to let those motivations dictate he and his son and what they're going to do. I mean, it's shocking, though. I mean, you see that, and you're just like, holy... Well, you don't say that because it's about church. Uh, but, I mean, you see it, and you're just like, wow, what dirty pool. Like, yeah. what, what, what won't Jimbo Fisher do to land a recruit? Which you there, kind of, I kind of admired it. I mean, to be honest, when I, I want to see him like sell one of his kids. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we we could de- we could three. debate other family members that were sold in the name of recruiting, but yeah, you know. I mean, wasn't his wife hooking up with players at Florida State? <laughs> I, I, there was some talk of famous Jameis, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it might be Let's worth it. He got a ten million dollar. A year uh, contract out of it. Allegedly. Again, just talk. Just talk. <laughs> uh, okay, so Josh, this is uh, your last hurrah chance uh, to hit on anything about the barbecue or just about recruiting offers, anything uh, that maybe we haven't got out there that deserves to be out there. And, and remember, uh, free access right now to Soonerscoop.com till August uh, if you sign up. Uh, just go onto the website. You'll see uh, that. Go on the message. Well, you can't go on the message board unless you sign up. Uh, but check uh, check our Twitter page at Sooner Scoop on Twitter. Uh, that offer is out there for you with a link on how to how to get a hold of it. But you want to be a member starting now because it's the biggest recruiting weekend in two years uh, at the University of Oklahoma. And you want to have all that information. Uh, and so now that I've been a, a whore once again, Josh, I'll throw it back to you. Uh, anything else uh, that you feel like we need to get out there about this weekend uh, before it all happens? There are really, really only two things that I think are highlights people need to think about. Lebius Overton, the you know OU legacy. Father Milton played at OU in the nineties. Love Milton. Um, he is uh, the number one player, and, and I think the twenty four seven arrivals. I think are the only two that have a top one hundred out right now for twenty twenty three, and he's number one in both rankings. He is absolutely a humongous talent a kid from georgia and yesterday checked in for the rivals five-star challenge and for those that don't know usually when you do an interview like this especially national guys that maybe aren't as ingrained with exactly what's going on with a player at that point though you kind of talk before you go on and i i do it too you know wh- where are you going to visit what's coming up just making sure going to the interview you have what you need to to kind of run through the interview well I know Adam Gorney well, and I know he talked to Lebius right before they started about, okay, who are the schools kind of sticking out to you right now? What's going on with you? And in the interview, Lebius talked about Alabama, he talked about Georgia, he talked about Oklahoma, and he talked about Texas A&M. I think it's pretty clear those four schools are sticking out. A month ago, two months ago, it didn't look like OU was really anywhere for Overton. So for them to have made this move, and I, I hear that – not it's not that others aren't doing the you know the job like he he is a Jamar Kane Calvin Thibodeau kind of guy and they're involved, but it sounds very very much like Lincoln Riley has taken a lot of his recruitment on, 
and has really built a lot of momentum for him coming into this visit weekend. So this will be huge for OU. Um, obviously, they, they have some advantage. I mean, even if Milton is not going to push his son, clearly, I mean, OU means something to him. I mean, there there is some connection there. Like, you know, we talked about it. Even teams that maybe weren't great, they still you know, it still means something that that's where you went to school. So I, I think there is there's something to say Oklahoma has a chance there. I, I really believe that. The other one is maybe my favorite corner in the class, Javian Toviano, the guy who visited last week from Arlington Martin, has now told me he's going to come back for the barbecue. This is a top 25 player in the country, would be the highest-ranked corner OU has signed uh, maybe ever. I mean, like uh, the, that that level of player. He is a very elite guy. Uh, same high school that produced Miles Garrett. I wasn't really expecting him to come back. So for him to do this that quickly after he took a Texas visit last weekend, and there was a lot of rumors that maybe he'd silently committed and some of those things. This is a big chance for OU to kind of you know get some momentum going with him. But th- those are two notes. I mean, but again. God, there's so Jalen Hale. I mean, like top number eight player in the country. A lot of rumors. He's been, you know, talking to OU about making a decision. He's going to be on campus. I mean, you just go down the list, and it's just insane what could come out of this weekend. Whether it's a week, a month from now, whatever. And hey, you can follow it all as Kerry said for free until August. Scoop will be out tomorrow. Uh, that's Friday if you're listening to this on a Friday. Uh, but for those of you listening uh, tonight on a Thursday, Scoop will be out tomorrow. Bob Prisbillo is going to have a special article uh, to kind of preview this weekend, what to expect, what to look for, uh, what is right to be excited about, maybe what's what not to get your hopes up too much about. So uh, looking forward to all that. And then we'll have the updates as we get them throughout the weekend. Uh, also, we mentioned that Elite 1 camp. Josh, there's still an Elite 2 camp to come. Uh, and I think we were all surprised at how many names ended up in Elite One because it was supposed to be kind of the dud, uh, but it actually ended up being a real good hit. Now, the Elite Two camp, there'll be studs all over the place, right? Well, from the early signs, it's supposed to be the better of the two. So when you think about, like you said, it, it came out much better on Elite One than I had been led to believe. So you'd think Elite Two is going to be even better than that. I, I am loosely planning to be there because it sounds like that's going to be and honestly i wish i'd have been there last weekend with how it kind of turned out but this um this absolutely feels like it's supposed to be the better you know we've mentioned before by job deshaun brown a couple of in-state guys that i think could absolutely pick up oklahoma offers at some point i wouldn't be shocked if if by job isn't a kind of micah t situation where they work him out at, at the elite two and then say you know, maybe that day or maybe a few days later, hey, you know, we need this guy as part of the class. Real quick. Yep. Isaiah Thomas situation over the week. Yo, Jason Kersey, uh, the Athletic had written about it yesterday. I know he'd, we, we'd been talking. He said he talked to the uh, a lot of law enforcement people. It's just a really weird situation. I mean, obviously – he, he, I, overall, it's a situation that's probably more embarrassing for Isaiah Thomas than it is as a like than it is for his future in Norman or anything thing, like yeah. that. I mean, the bad part is he's involved driving, you know, while intoxicated. Sure, uh, which you, I mean should not happen in this day and age with Uber and and Lyft and all that stuff. Uh, 
it just shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a poor judgment for a guy that you thought was not just a leader, but one of the foundational members of this football program. Yeah, he's a it's captain. It's surprising to me. Uh, the other thing was uh, he he was cited for failure to appear uh, for petty theft and stole, apparently, uh, according to Walmart security, they caught him, what they believed to be stealing about $100 worth of merchandise uh, over a year ago at Walmart. Uh, and so what happened was the police, based on the security footage, issued a citation, sent it to him, it ended up going to the wrong address, and it got sent back. So he never knew that he'd been cited for petty theft. Uh, and I don't know how that's all going to work out, but it's not like he was running from the law for the last year. Sure, you know, just he just didn't know. He legitimately didn't know he had. And it was it was a citation. It wasn't like an arrest. Like it's a it's a. I don't know. I guess you should go to jail if you steal. Something, but if it's a hundred dollars or it's petty, uh, it was a citation. Never got it. Didn't know he even had it. So I'm sure that will be taken care of. Uh, but you're right. It, it's it's a black eye on a kid. I would say kid. He's 22. A young man that we all thought a lot of, uh, all like dealing with him, had a, seemed to have a tremendous amount of respect for his teammates. Probably still does. Uh, I'm sure he still does, but the DWI thing just, yeah, it, it bad just situation can't happen. Can't, yeah. can't happen. Hopefully, learns from it. Hopefully, it doesn't you know hurt his draft stock. But stuff like that happens the year before your final year. That's not good. No, not good at all. Not a good look for anybody. But like I said, it's probably one of those things that it's way more embarrassing for him than it is what will actually come of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to get kicked off the team. I'd put it that way. Worst first quarter suspension against Tulane. We shall see. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, I know Bob had to take off, I believe. Bob, you gone? He politely just got Ooh. out of here. But no. Now he bounced. I bounced him. I'm sorry, Bob, if you were still there. Uh, Josh, we appreciate your time as well. Look forward to the coverage this weekend. Uh, looking forward to what's going to be a great, you know, just recruiting event for the first time in forever uh, for OU to be able to put this on. I know people like Annie Hansen and Drew Hill uh, have been just working their asses off getting prepared for this and, and all the other football uh, support staff. So glad that the the coaches and the, and the faculty can finally have a weekend like this uh, to get back into the grind of, of recruiting. Uh, because as much as it's a grind, I know it's something that they love doing. So uh, we're looking forward to covering it, looking forward to Oklahoma having it, and uh, we'll talk a lot more about that uh, and other things coming up next week when we bring you another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.